Well, I just want you to know the best hour of the week for me is here. Appreciate you, all of you. We're going to look at the New Testament lesson uh, for this morning from uh, Paul's letter to the Romans. These words, uh, there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. For we maintain that we are justified by faith apart from observing the law. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, you who are our strength and our rock, our redeemer. Amen. This is something that makes sense only to a person who not only realizes that they are a sinner, but also owns the fact, confesses the fact that I am a sinner. Then again, this specific truth is so amazing that to say that it makes sense to anyone is highly improbable, if not downright impossible, because this truth is beyond all human understanding. And so therefore, even though we might be able to say, yes, it makes, it makes sense to me, really it comes down to this, whether or not it makes sense. We can believe it because God says in his word it is so. Because God in his word declares it to be so. Now here's what I'm talking about. Here's what it is that makes sense only to sinners who recognize that they are sinners. God looks at sinners. He looks at me. He looks at you. Just as if we'd never sinned. Each one of us can say that. God looks at me just as if I'd never sinned. And he makes that declaration not because he's minimizing our sin or somehow downplaying our sin or just glossing over our sin. No, he is making that declaration because that is a fact with him. He has declared it to be so. He has declared you to be forgiven. You are forgiven of all of your sins, not just some of them. All of them. Not just the ones you can remember, but even the ones that you would like to forget. Not just the small ones, the big ones as all. All of them. Not a trace left. Not a trace completely wiped away, completely washed away, all of them, each of them, every one of them, every one of you, every one of mine, forgiven.
as far as the east is from the west, so far have I removed your sins from you. Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are red like crimson, they shall become white as snow. Though they are like quick scarlet, they shall become pure as wool. For I will forgive your sins, and I will remember them no more. You are forgiven. Each one of us this morning can say this personally. God looks at me just as if I'd never sinned. And while that may not make sense, you can believe it. Because God says it is so. It made sense to her. And even if by God's grace it, it, it didn't make sense, by God's grace she could, she could believe it to be so. She had been caught in the act of adultery and summarily dragged by some self-righteous men in front of Jesus so that Jesus could pronounce the appropriate and proper sentence and judgment on her for her sin. Ready to stone her, they appeared to ask for Jesus' permission. They said, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law of Moses, we are commanded to stone such women. Now, what do you say? You know, those men, her sin was so readily apparent to them. Their own sin? They didn't see them, did they? You know, you know and really, and, and, and pardon the pun, with their wanting to pick up the stones and cast them at her, really they wanted to kill two birds with those one stone. Not only did they want to take the life of that woman, they also wanted to get rid of Jesus. It says so in God's word. They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, If any one of you is without sin, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. They all knew then and there that Jesus wasn't about to do what they wanted him to do. And that instead, what Jesus was going to do, he was going to forgive her. That didn't make sense to them. And the reason it didn't make sense to them is because they could not see their own sin. And even if they, well, in a way they did because they all dropped the stones, didn't they? But none of them could bring themselves to admit that I am a sinner in need of that forgiveness. And so it never did make sense to them. Meanwhile, after writing some with his finger in the sand, with this woman still standing in front of him, Jesus stood up and asked the woman, Where are they? Has no one condemned you? To which she replied, no one, sir. To which Jesus replied, then neither do I condemn you. Go now and leave your life of sin. In that moment, 
And with those words, Jesus was saying to her what he is saying to you and to me again today. In essence, Jesus was saying to that woman, I see you just as if you'd never sinned. And in that moment, she believed it. It made sense to her. It also made sense to him. Now, to be sure, there's the difference in the stories. Hers was a real story. This one was a made-up story. This one was a story told by Jesus to make the very same point about God's forgiveness and who that forgiveness ends up being given to. To some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else, Jesus told this parable. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One a tax collector, the other a Pharisee. We all know what the Pharisee did. He stood and prayed to God, basically saying, I've never experienced what it is to sin. All these other folks have, that guy has over there, but not me. Well, as depicted in the story that Jesus told, this man who stood in the back of the church was, was anything but proud about what he had done. But the tax collector stood at a distance. He would not even look up to heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Unlike the other man, he had only one thing to say to God. Have mercy on me. Jesus went on to say this, I tell you the truth, that this man, rather than the other, went home justified before God. There's that amazing truth again. The best and most wonderful of all words that any sinner's ears can hear and receive. This man went home justified before God. God had declared it to be so, and it was so. He was forgiven. Does that make sense to you? It will, if only we are willing to make and own this one fact. Is it your confession, as was his? Is it your confession that you are a sinner in need of the mercy of God, that the only possible hope you have for being forgiven is the mercy of God? So as to people, as people who are aware of your sinfulness, even as I am aware of my sinfulness, listen again to what Paul says to those who through the law have become conscious or aware of their sin. But now a righteousness from God apart from the law has been made known. This righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified freely by his grace 
through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. You are forgiven. You are forgiven with a forgiveness that comes from God and only from God. But now a righteousness from God, Paul writes, this righteousness from God comes through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. You are forgiven. I say that so often because I know the power of a guilty conscience. And I know the power of the devil who still wants to keep on accusing us. Stories told of Martin Luther that he was trying to go to sleep one night and had said his prayers, and there was the devil bugging him about all of his sins, to which Luther just simply sat up in his bed and said, Satan, if you want to keep bothering me, you can, but as for me, I'm forgiven, so I'm going to go to sleep now. You are forgiven. God declares you to be justified just as if I'd never sinned because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, God's one and only Son. The most valuable sacrifice that could ever be given, which satisfied completely the justice and holiness of God so that God's pronouncement of forgiveness for you and me cannot be disputed. God says it is so. He paid the full price. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. Only one thing moves God to do that. Nothing about ourselves, nothing from us. He does it because he is being true to his nature. He forgives because this is what he wants to do. He forgives because this is what he has provided for us in Jesus Christ. For we maintain that we are justified by faith apart from observing the law. His forgiveness is simply amazing, isn't it? And to say that it makes sense, you know, I'm not sure I'll ever get to that point personally, that it makes sense to me that God has forgiven me. You may share in that as well. It may never make sense to you. It doesn't have to. Whether it makes sense to us or not, it is the fact. Because God declares it to be so in Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. And may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.